Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, everyone. I hate it. Hello everyone, and welcome to Football Book Club. I'm oh. James Buck. I'm doing my children's TV presenter voice, which can only mean one thing. Once again, it's time for Football Book Club story time. Now- oh no. <laughs> We're trapped in the story time universe again. <laughs> <laughs> it was so popular last time, we brought it back. As listeners remember, story time is the extra special super duper spin-off. Where I write super duper a lot in my notes Where oh instead my of reading a footballer's <laughs> book Each member of the book club brings a story They want to tell the rest of the group Whether old or new uh, All that matters is the story is football related And talking to the group Hey, why don't we meet them? Say hello, Jack Bernhardt <sighs> I refuse to validate this weird power trip Say hello, Jack Bernhardt <laughs> I like it, it's relaxed I, I will not do it so is this your like, audition for one of those CBB's story things that Harry Styles is doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, um, yeah. yeah. I, I think we established that last time, didn't we? I think we established that. Yeah. I'm, the, I'm yeah. Milf Hunter General. Have they, they, yeah. <laughs> have they called? Yeah, they called. They called. <laughs> Back to where we were before. Say hello, Jet Burner. <laughs> hello, God. Beautiful. Say hello, Natasha Frisco. Hello. And say hello, James Belgium. Hello. Perfect. How are we doing? We're excited for more for more story time. I can tell you are. I can tell you are. <laughs> no, I, I enjoy I enjoy the concept of story time. Mm-hmm. I enjoy hearing great stories. You just don't I like just, getting into it. I don't like what it does to you. That's what I don't like. <laughs> I don't like who you become when you start doing story time. I don't like who you think you are. Yeah, I really do effortlessly slip into Milf Hunter mode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> The problem is, I get too aroused, James. That's mm, the problem. Yeah, it's, diffi- it's difficult. It is difficult. Um, Tash, similar. Enjoy well, the show, but too aroused. I, I've kind of got the like the lurgy at the minute, so I'm a bit worried listening to you three tell stories. I'm going to doze off. It's going to be like I'm. Oh, <laughs> excuse me. Oh my word. It's going to be like getting three bedtime stories. Isn't it? Oh, I see. In that, okay. You, Especially you caught, in this point. No, back in. You no, pulled it back in. I thought no, you said we were going to. James, don't, don't let her get away with that. She was saying it's <laughs> not. She's not, she's not, not idea, worried when, when we read like Neil Redfern's book. She's not like, oh, I'm worried I'm going to fall asleep. It's <laughs> specifically when we're <laughs> well, telling stories. Tash reads a lot of books in the bath. James does his ASMR voice. That's true. Then I'll be long gone. Tash reads a lot of books in the bath as well. So she would possibly drown if she did fall asleep. It'd be quite dangerous. Sorry, James. You were saying something. We could we could submit submit these uh, the story time to um, the sleep apps, the little the little nighttime stories to send people off. Yeah, that's a good show. Or we submit into Gary Lineker's more and more favorite football stories. The, th- the third <laughs> yeah, edition, the, the Bring never it back. ending book. I will say that if we did send it to a sleep app, uh, th- people would be falling asleep, and then my obnoxious n- laugh would start, and they'd be like, "Oh God, I'm awake again. Great." Remember, by the way, we're in the um, company of uh, royalty because at the end of the first episode, we crowned James Balgen King Story Person, winner of Hearts and Minds. Oh, did we? Yeah. You yeah. did. Your story about uh, crocodiles, wasn't it? Crocodiles. About crocodiles yeah. trying to. Which actually. 
given all that's been going on uh, with the end of the season, all the fans running on the pitch and causing problems, crocodiles not wouldn't a be a bad idea. idea. Not a bad yeah. idea. Not a bad idea anymore. Oh, shit, yeah, the, the moat the moat going around filled up with uh, crocodiles. Forgot about that. That is right, that my liege. a good story. Oh, he, he forgot about it, and yet it's the, yeah, it's it's the, the thing that won him the crown. That shows Ridiculous. the effort that this guy puts into the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's it called again? <laughs> what's this podcast? Yeah. It's the sleep stories, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apparently. This is Japanese sleepy Japanese forest sounds, right? Yeah, yeah. That's what it's called. That's what it's called. And then in the in the middle of it you hear a, a laughing man in the middle yeah. of a Japanese forest. Rob Lee. How's it been being reigning champion? You know, just to um, you know, give Jack and Tash and myself, of course, an insight into how it feels. It feels pretty good. You don't want to become complacent. Um, the critics yep. said that you know it, it can't be done back to back, but I'm here to try and to try Ooh. and prove that it can be. But you know, we keep our feet on the ground. We just keep going for it. That's all well, we can do. Uh, oh, such a, such a Liverpool fan answer. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, interesting. You're, you're kind of in a difficult position. A bit like I've got Eurovision on the mind. I won't lie. Even though it was a week mm. and a bit ago, we're recording this a couple of weeks before. You've got the difficult uh, job of going first, James, as the reigning champion. You have to kick us off. Okay, and that's sometimes nice. a bit harder to win. They they say that yeah, is that because yeah, it's not fresh in the memories, that. not fresh in yeah. the memory. So you got to do a great should job. I do James. A Graham, should I do a Graham Norton impression over James's performance? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just critiquing it. You're not wearing enough sequins, I don't think. James. That's true. And James, if you could do it in Romanian or something, that'd be really appreciated. <laughs> <laughs> tell the story. That would be super appreciated. I um, am not going to all... get myself in trouble, so no. Okay. <laughs> Everyone has a story, I'm assuming? Yeah. Yes, Mr. Bug. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. <laughs> then, listeners, you know what to do. Sit yourselves down. Relax. Ready yourself. It is turning into an po- ASMR podcast. Uh, sit down. <laughs> relax. Ready yourself. As Daddy James, Daddy Jack, oh no, 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 Finding themes online on freesound.org. <laughs> Hurry, Paul, I'll work into it. Anyway, um, please listen to the podcast. I spent too much of my life making it. Uh, anyway, uh, James, as um, King yep. Story Person, winner of Heart of Minds, as mentioned, you have to go first. So please, James Balgen, what's your story? My story is um, it's, not fr- it's from not that long ago, and um, I'd never heard of this. I- I'm guessing maybe you have, James, but I'd never heard of this, so this is my story. In 2016, Paul Sturrock, we all remember Paul Sturrock, the yep. manager, who <laughs> sort of looks like a little toddler for some reason. He <laughs> looks like a little boy, like a little <laughs> wooden boy. Got a little puppet head. He's got a book called Luggy. He does have a book oh, called well, Luggy. Be in I'm, this, I'm in my head, I'm picturing book. Pinocchio. Yeah. Yeah. A, yeah. Imagine a chubby no, little Pinocchio. He's more like, he's I don't know, he, he, Hob? he looks like, he's got <laughs> he a nice like little Bob. face, but it looks <laughs> yeah. like... His eyes are wooden or something. I don't know. There's just something like dead eyes. I don't know. Did you say I he's someone got a with nice dead eyes. Face? I can. I can say that. Yeah, he's got a nice little. Okay. Got a nice he's little got face. A nice he just little looks face, a bit like but wooden eyes. <laughs> you know when someone looks like an adult looks a bit like a toddler. I can't really explain it. No, okay. I do know exactly. <laughs> he's just got like. Yeah, I, I know. He's got like little chubby little cheeks. Got little chubby cheeks. Yeah, he just his face. He looks like a little. Don't know, like a little. Little wooden boy. Can I just clarify? I is is anyway, the story that's not the important bit? <laughs> yeah, is the story my description of Paul Stark? <laughs> <laughs> Paul Stark maybe looks like a chubby Pinocchio. <laughs> uh, you've really, you've really honed, you've really um, let this king thing I, go to your head, James. You feel like that, I got to tell you, Graham Norton would be everyone's talking just over a this wooden boy point. to me now. Come <laughs> <laughs> yeah. on, we got to keep Tash awake. Okay, so this story is. Paul Sturrock. So yeah, this will have been in his autobiography. If you, well, have you read his book? You can't have. We haven't done that book. Or are you just are you just aware of it? Why are you talking? Have you been on this podcast before, Jay? <laughs> <laughs> we've like done like fifty episodes. We haven't done. We haven't we done have, Paul Sturrock's book. We've we've talked about it. We haven't we've done. Talk, he's got, we've, he's we've got two. We've definitely talked about it. Okay. So, in two thousand eight, he was the Plymouth manager. And he bought yep. um, Belgian international Emil Mpenza. Do you know this story? I do know the story. And I loved Emil Mpenza growing up. Yeah. 
and Carry he only he, en- <laughs> he ended up only making three starts for Plymouth, and then so yeah, like eight years later in his autobiography, Sturrock claimed that once he could not attend training because he was still aroused after taking Viagra the night before. Um, so Mpenza's lawyer. Yes. They they, su- they they basically sued him. Um, they launched a claim for damages, saying Emil has been deeply shocked by this imaginary tale, <laughs> which undermines his reputation and seeks to discredit him. Not only does the use of Viagra suggest sexual incompetence, but for good oh measure, it wow. turns out to be an illicit doping product. Um, and then Sturrock said in response... In all seriousness, I was told that Emil had taken Viagra the night before and still had an erection <laughs> and wouldn't be able to take part in training. So that's the story. This is the original um, Vardy uh, Rooney going to uh, <laughs> yeah. going to right court. Here. Wow! It's Emil and Penza's pe- penis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow! I- I'm more interested in the fact that. Um, it it's a doping. It like if you take enough Viagra, it counts as doping. Like, what do they think? Your, your oh, penis gets so hard that you can score with it. I mean, you can. You can, I you think can that's score with it. That's it legal. Mill Hunter. Imagine having to draw those lines for the VAR offside. That was about to say that'd be a weird obstacle. <laughs> <laughs> mm. <laughs> the the armpit's oh, yeah. on, but um, <laughs> a little further yeah. down, he's off. He's offside. <laughs> <laughs> um. Wow. Yeah. That's there we a go. great story. That is a great yeah. story. I've never it, heard that before. I've never was, heard it. I didn't know of it until I Googled funny football story. <laughs> 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 I won't lie. But I loved Emil Penza growing up. Weird. I think he played in Euro 2000. He's a Belgian striker. And I, 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 he's one of those players on Championship Manager I used to sign. So I, I was mm. really, really fond of him. And I remember he went to Plymouth at the end of his career. And I think somewhere else in the UK. But I can't remember. Um, what happened, James, at the end? What happened at court? don't know. Well, I think Emil and Penta was supposed to turn up, but he couldn't because um, <laughs> he'd taken a bunch of Viagra. <laughs> That's he was fine, still though. aroused from the night before. Don't. You're so. going to get a sue, Jack. You're going to get a sue. So, um... <laughs> we know that Emil ain't messing about if you say he's juicing. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, don't I, know I got told I don't know by a Plymouth guy. <laughs> yeah. Paul Starrock. Specifically time for okay on the podcast. I I really like the Paul Starks thing was in all seriousness though, I'm gonna double down on it. <laughs> in all Look, seriousness, this is what I was his told. dong wasn't working. <laughs> in all seriousness, he's got a bad dong. Oh, yeah. Okay, <laughs> work well. I was told by someone else. He's had team. to improve his dong medically. Yeah, yeah. Okay? Is it a crime for me to say that? No. Um anyone remember Emily and Penn's brother Umbo? No. I remember his brother Umbona. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Theme tune. Now we're cooking. That was terrific, Jebs. Terrific start. Yeah. To um start start in blue. <laughs> start the show blue. I want to know what happened now. Yeah. Well, you had a very good chance to find that out uh <laughs> after you <laughs> let's up the story. Yeah. It's a 14 years old story. But um yeah. <laughs> if anyone knows what happened to Emily and Penzer's penis, please get in touch. <laughs> Paul Sturrock is not allowed, he, he can't lie anyway, so you know he's telling the truth, because you know what happens when Paul Sturrock lies. <laughs> His nose goes like Eminem Pence's right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Are you lying right now, Paul Sturrock? No, it's, I, I took Viagra last night, that's what it is, I swear. <laughs> I put it in the wrong end. I don't know that was. I don't think His so, eyes but. turned as wooden as Emil and Penza's penis. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tash. I mean, usually it's you turns it blue, but... I know. So I think maybe it makes sense for you to go next. Would you be happy to? Yeah, I can go next. I've actually got two to choose from, and one's a bit blue, but one... Do I want to keep the the mood? It's up to you. Or we could save it for later if you want to bring it back to blue later. I'm just worried you're going to fall asleep during the recording. (laughs) (laughs) That's what's... Personally, it is a big fear. No, actually, I'm not going to use that one. I'm going to use a different one. You're going to save that. Nice. you You will have probably have read this when you've been searching the internet for, you know, funny football stories. However... I found a little extra detail at the end that really added a bit of sauce for me. So I'm going to do this one, but you probably have read it today. Okay. <laughs> You've been researching it. But do you know about the time that the Albanian football team got detained at Heathrow? Oh, you heard this story? No. I, don't oh, I do. So um, they, it was in 1990 and they were trying to qualify for Italia 90. Mm-hmm. They 
last, didn't make it past the qualifiers. So instead of getting ready to play in the World Cup, they were off to Iceland to play in some qualifiers for the Euros the next year. Mm -hmm. Okay. And they had a stopover at Heathrow. So they were there for three hours. There was 37 of them. They had an English translator with them. And the English translator read the sign for duty-free as all free. <laughs> and the entire Albanian football team went into duty-free and decked themselves out with 3,000 quids worth of stuff. Sunglasses, watches, perfumes. They were eating sweets, buying, nicking bags of crisps. And they just walked straight out of duty-free. Obviously, the police were like, excuse huh? me, like, what's going on? So, they, so the police come and get them. They are like, no, this is an innocent mistake. We've never done it before. You know, so the police are like, okay, give us the stuff back mm -hmm. and you can go on to your next destination, which is Reykjavik. They get to Reykjavik. One of the players has got seven watches on <laughs> up his sleeves that he's managed to get <laughs> to hide. Wow. Then the Icelandic authorities are like, nah, something fishy's going on here. They go through all the bags. They've nicked another four grand's worth of stuff oh from the God. airport in Rome. So the entire Albanian mm. football, 30 out of the 37 end up getting detained at the airport and they get put under house arrest in Reykjavik, which means they're only allowed out to play the match. Then they get to the match and it's actually happened 32 years ago today on the day that we are recording. Wow. That's pretty cool. Happy um, anniversary to uh, anniversary going to prison, to Albanian players. Yeah. <laughs> they were told, like, so long as they stayed in the house, they went to play football, they came back, there would be no more trouble. They get to the um, stadium and they're playing and a stark naked man jumps over the barrier, runs towards them and starts, like, jigging in front of them. And he somehow found out and thinks that this is going to be, like... A punishment for them what? to see him they, they stole him too? <laughs> no, it's did, just did... some Icelandic guy. But anyway, I read about this. Some guy has written a very niche. It's called Matt McGinn. And he's written this very niche book about Icelandic footballing events. But the reason that I thought it was kind of sweet is apparently, even though Iceland beat Albania 2-0 in this very strange match, it's gone down in Albanian international like footballing folklore. And now whenever Iceland play... They almost get as many viewers in Albania as they do in Iceland. And oh, that, wow. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, yeah. because because they were like, that's the, that's the team like that we played when we... They're together forever. So yeah. And when that weird man yeah. like, thrust that... Yeah. <laughs> Albanians <laughs> are turning on going, oh, he's going to come out soon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, basically. Gonna... Now the side yeah. I don't understand. What's yeah. that? Punish what? us for stealing all those watches. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he thought that was a punishment. Him jigging naked. He thought that he, he took it to his own hands. about it. Well, basically, they think that he knew it was the game was going to be covered quite extensively by the media. And he just wanted a bit of attention. I was going to say, I think he, I don't think he was like, I must, for the good of the, to, to punish these people, <laughs> I must get naked. I think he was looking for an excuse. Let's be honest, guys. Yeah. Wow. But, uh, but the thing that I just really liked about it is that this very strange series of events means that in Albania, Iceland are like their second national team. That's like, really confusing. beautiful. Very confusing. Isn't well, it? you say beautiful. I mean, we're talking about three, <laughs> three players who stole thousands and thousands and thousands of pounds. Yeah. And then <laughs> and then, and forever bonded together by a naked man jigging in their faces. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's like, it's like I, 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 I will say it's like a modern day Scrooge. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm no legal expert. Uh, I know I've said this plenty of times in the podcast. I'm not a legal yeah. expert. I know people often come to me expecting I am, but I don't think saying we misread duty free as all free in three different airports, presumably in three different yeah, languages, yeah, holds up in court. Yeah. Uh, I would, but also, wouldn't you look at other people and be like, "Well, they're not doing it, yeah. like, guys. This is free. Do what are you doing? Seven yeah. watches. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're missing a great opportunity. Sure, you'd see people going up to the till to pay. What do they think they were doing? Like, oh, this, this is just a fun thing that we do here in Britain. We pretend to pay. There's a, sto oh. there's a story I almost brought up, which almost makes this slightly believable, which I was crossing into because a, a few friends of mine <laughs> mentioned this. Burn. Story. Yeah, sorry. sorry. No, sorry. Almost, but it makes it but the Albanian. Bring it up guys, with Matt McGinn. Yeah, no, sorry. I believe that story. But I mean, the Albanian alibi. I mean, it all makes, makes that oh, believable. Sure. David De Gea, um, a couple of my Manchester United friends told me this story. I looked it up and it's I true. I know this one. It's a yeah, David, one, right? Yes, David De Gea, yeah. he went into um, uh, Tesco when he first signed for Man United. 
Uh, and he walked, he um and they got he got done for stealing Krispy Kremes because he picked up a box of Krispy Kremes yeah, just uh, and just walked around yeah. eating them during down the aisles and stuff like that because he thought and he didn't pay for it he just walked off and he got in trouble and his excuse was like he basically thought that that's what you do in England you get because they're by the door you get a box of Krispy Kremes <laughs> and you just walk around eating it and you're like no wonder everyone's so obese here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's something, it's something like that. Anyway, yeah, it's um, so weird. Yeah. So there we go. I saw he saw Krispy Kreme and saw for the all free. That's what it means. Yeah. In Spanish, Krispy Kreme means free. <laughs> Just to clarify, has anyone got a story that isn't about uh, the law and also involves a naked man at some point? <laughs> My second story is also There's only uh, one. sexual in nature. Yeah, so. You save that for next time. Save My, that. My reserve I, story. So I don't have a naked man, but I do have the law. Oh, okay. um, as do I actually. So, I'll, I'll, you know what? We'll go on a little break right now, um, but we'll see you soon for more story time where Jack will be telling us about the law and I will be <laughs> telling you about the law. And the Tash, law. Might, Tash might fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, we're Football Book Club Podcast. And we need your support now. Let's let's drop the appeal music. Hi everyone, James here, and I just want to tell you about the brand new Football Book Club Club, which you can join to receive bonus weekly episodes, access to exclusive member events, and your very own Football Book Club book book bookmark, all for the same price as a used copy of Darren Huckabee's 2007 book Hux. So if you enjoy the podcast and need to hear more afterwards, head to patreon.com forward slash football book club. Enjoy the episode. Do you need more sketch comedy in your life? This is a flesh-eating bacteria I stole from work. We well, stole that from the lab, did you, mate? Yeah. Then you need Crowley time with me, Tom Crowley. With me, Tom Crowley. When did you lose your virginity? 2nd of October 1993 on a pool table. Each episode features brand new sketches, characters and songs. No time to die and no love to lose. Get the life I choose. As well as returning regular features. These are the diaries of Link Tangent, space cartographer. I'm Sir Chantley Buffingham. Hello, my name is Wingnut. All written, performed, and produced by me, Tom Crowley. He may look frightening, but he's innocent. He knows not what he does. Over eight hours of original sketch comedy. Available now on all good podcast apps and at CrowleyTime.com. Have you ever had constipation? No. It can be a bit like that. That's Crowley Time with me, Tom Crowley. Subscribe today. Crowley Time! Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
Hello, and uh, welcome back, <laughs> listeners, to... <laughs> James, you say what the hell at me, or because your microphone wasn't working? No, I just found some chewing gum on the top of my foot. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me? I'm going br- to break character for that. Why? Uh, how? <laughs> I don't know. I just, I looked at my foot and I was Can like, I... what's that? A bit of paper, I'll just pull that off. No, it was a bit of chewing gum, chewed up chewing gum stuck to the top of my foot. Socks? Maybe. It wasn't there like 10 minutes ago. <laughs> I mean, were you wearing that socks? should get you well, dethroned? Yeah. Oh, I'm no, going to no. say right yeah, now, yeah. Got bare you should, you should got lose bare the feet. crown for that alone. <laughs> wow, you're walking around barefoot, like Diana Vickers style, recording <laughs> the podcast. <laughs> I knew yeah. Tash would get that reference. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just realised I've been absentmindedly doodling while you've been talking, and I've just drawn loads of Viagra. Wow. Okay. <laughs> you have got a blue pen. I mean, you are holding a blue I know, pen. I know. Yeah, I know. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Well. Anyway. I've uh, I've been uh, drawing Paul Stark. What I imagine Paul Stark to look like from memory. <laughs> and I've been drawing Emily Penza with an open mouth. So uh, if you want to fire those bad boys in, we can. Um, welcome back to Football Book Club Story Time, the extremely popular feature. Where uh, I don't know whether that's the case or not. Uh, we welcome back, welcome back to Football Book Club Story Time, where we are reading more funny stories from the past football, past and present. That really doesn't sell it, does it? Uh, funny stories. Football Book Club's favourite football stories. Um, oh, oh god, god, this is de- delirious. Jack, would you want to? I'm happy to go next if you like. I don't wanna... next. I, I, okay, I, I, I'm happy to go next if, if that works. Cool. Sure, I will bring up the rear. So, Jack, oh. uh, please, <laughs> what is your story? So, my story uh, takes place uh, a bit before your guys' stories. It takes place 107 years ago. <laughs> Ooh. Whoa, okay. But, Jack, was there even. F- well, there was football then, yeah. No. <laughs> there was football then. Uh, 1915, uh, it's a match between Manchester United and Liverpool. Uh, that Manchester United won 2-0, but Ooh. it was later investigated for match-fixing. Oh! It, it is the first example of match-fixing in British football. Oh. Uh, and so there's lots about it that's very interesting. Uh, apparently, it happened on the 2nd of April 1915, and neither team were challenging for honours. Liverpool were apparently Man United were about to be relegated. Exciting. Mm. Uh, Liverpool were sort of mid-table, and everyone knew that the league was about to be cancelled because of World War One. Right, uh, of course, yeah. So all of these players were like, should we just should we just put a bet on this match and 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 do a fix and they were like yeah okay let's do that um and it was a sort of conspiracy between the liverpool players and the man united players and they, yeah they, they man united out of nowhere won 2-0 uh with george anderson scoring both goals however the, the match referee and some observers noted liverpool's lack of commitment during the game they missed a penalty that had been awarded to them and when fred pangham hit the manchester united crossbar late in the match his teammates publicly remonstrated with him <laughs> <laughs> fred pangham it, sounds like he would be a character in gary Lineker's favorite football stories it's true <laughs> oi pangham boss over here i'm not trusting you you guys are match fixers <laughs> <laughs> Wow. So apparently, apparently uh, after the game, uh, all these things came out that they'd, you know, lots of money had been put on at odds of seven to uh, seven to one for Manchester United to win. The Football uh, Association launched an investigation and found it was seven t- seven players all went and like w- were involved in this match fixing. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, Pangham, who was the guy who hit the post, uh, and the guy who scored the goal, Anderson, had refused to take part, and Pangham had threatened to score a goal to ruin the result, and that was what he was trying to do when he Ooh. hit the crossbar. Um, oh, I see. Make... That's why they were injured. Not because he missed it, but because, right, now no, I get... No, no, they were, no, ah, they were like, oh, yeah. you, got, you came really close to ruining our whole scheme. That's it. <laughs> yeah, oh. Just fascinating. Yeah. Uh, it says, at the same hearing, United player Billy Meredith denied any knowledge of the match fixing, but stated that he became suspicious when none of his teammates would pass him the ball. <laughs> <laughs> he just was like, this seems weird. No one's passing me the ball without thinking, maybe he's just not very good. Um, so, interestingly... Um, because the 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 league was then cancelled because of World War One, uh, these players were banned for uh, players. Were, yeah, they were banned for life. These players, but during World War One, 
uh, when the league came back in 1919-1920, all the players had their bans overturned because uh, of their service to, um, ah. to, to in, during the war. Ah. I thought you were going to say something quite... much more depressing. Is that, but yeah, but me too. One, they died. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Well, w- one guy did die, but uh, you know, gloss over that bit. Was it Pangham? Um, it wasn't Pangham. Well, no. Pangham, Pangham's not... Shame. Big, Pangham, Pangham didn't go down. Pangham was the, the honourable white guy Yeah, he was who... a grass. He ruined it for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> little grass. Pangham was the, He's probably dead now, in fairness. I mean, they're all dead. Now, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's 125 or something. <laughs> there was one player called Enoch West of Manchester United who vociferously protested his innocence, even going so far as to sue the FA for libel. Um, so he lost the case and the ban stood. When all the other players got their bans lifted, he didn't. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, so was he one of the guilty ones, though? He was one of the guilty ones, but he claimed oh. he, he wasn't he wasn't ill on it. But he he was also he, wearing he seven watches one. at the time. So you know, let's not believe everything he says. <laughs> yeah, he can, Enoch he was can, the uh, um, Emelon Penzer of that of his day. Those, <laughs> 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 I was like, in serious though, someone told me he was match fixing. <laughs> in fairness, I'll sue you. I'll sue you. We you know thought in the rules it said mates. do match fix. That's what we we read it wrong. <laughs> Doesn't that mean it over here? We have a translator. Um, but then there was also another bit where it said that, um, so West, all the other players resumed their careers after the war, but uh, Enoch West had to wait until 1945 for his band to be lifted. Oh my God. Wow. <laughs> By which time he was 59. Oh, jeez. I bet, in those, I bet he still played another six seasons. He probably did still play. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. Assisted Stanley Matthews yeah, in, the, yeah. uh, in the cup. Well, player of the year, six years running. Um, wow. That's, that's fascinating. Just, and that's genuine. That's the first. That's the first recognised case of match fixing in Britain. In 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 Britain, yeah. And apparently, there was another incident uh, fifty years later that was very similar. That was much more widespread under the lower leagues because uh, it was the start of lower league football becoming like something that you could bet on. Okay, and also uh, something that you could that that could be that could effectively be fixed. Football isn't better. Um, Remember um, Letitia's book? He admits that, to the fact that he, he didn't want the ball to go out of play, did he? Um, he, well, he, he said the, no, he said he said the ball was going to be out, go out for a throw in the first minute. Yeah, and, and he and someone he was keeping it, it in, out. so he, he chased. He had to chase around the whole pitch. He said it's the most he's ever run in a match. And uh, that's the sort of funny thing. It's like no, I was, yeah. you know, I was he did get investigated. I think he did get investigated by the police by Hampshire Good. Police. Good. Yeah. Do you know I what? Know that's probably the worst. Sorry, I was to say that's probably the worst and weirdest thing that Matt Letizia has ever done. <laughs> <laughs> I know a slightly strange, more recent case of a certain gambling company. Um, and some people who worked there, they all got caught like rigging the um, odds on really rogue matches in like, I don't know, Eastern European countries mm-hmm. and stuff, oh, just wow. so that their mates could bet on them. But the algorithm that puts the games on the app is based on how many people are betting and they kept wondering why all these strange matches were appearing <laughs> on the front page and it turns oh. out they had like all this internal rigging going oh. on oh, yeah. that's and that's how they got caught because the app's algorithm pulled the games through because it was always like just a manual thing and then when they got this new algorithm oh. they got foiled because that's it was really that's fascinating yeah. that's fascinating wow yeah. that's really interesting there we go well Thank you very much, Jack, for your Thank story. You. I mean, wasn't wasn't like funny. Certainly. <laughs> hey, we all learned something. And talking of learning, yeah. James, what flavour chewing gum is it on your foot? Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> I didn't taste it. But, is it um, bubble gum? Try it. Eat the gum. Eat the it's gum. It's Viagra flavoured. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I really want you to eat that. Will you eat it by the end of the recording? If, if, um, um, if you, if you if lose, you've got to eat the chewing gum. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but then you're just gonna make me lose now, so I have to eat it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, absolutely. This ultimately is the is the downside with this system that we yeah. have here. We're going to make James lose. But in the future, <laughs> whoever loses has to eat James Belgian's foot gum. <laughs> we, we send it around the country. <laughs> so, so there are there are two things that can happen here. You can either be winner, um, king. You can either be king story, king story person, person, winner of hearts and minds, yeah. or eater of James Belgian's foot gum. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's developing every week. Who knows what story time three is going to be like? So, um, I've got a little story for you guys. Uh, I'm going to kick it off. Uh, I, I liked Jack's flair when he did it last time. So, I thought um, to get for a bit of audience participation, I'm going to kick off with a question as well. It's not a riddle like Jack's was. Um, it wasn't a riddle, really. Who should be the next lie. James Bond, do we think? Ooh. Ooh. Paul Sturrock. 
yeah, obviously, obviously Stark. But, uh, okay, next one after that. After after Stark gets his day. After <laughs> Stark gets his job. Yeah. Uh, oh, I don't know. Is this related to your question, or are you just are your story? No, just, just... No, I just have to do with it. Just... <laughs> I'm I'm am casting uh, and I don't know, we're running out of ideas. Uh, no no no, it is it's very much related to my story. Okay, well as of today, Jack Grealish is the new face of Gucci, so maybe he's now you know okay. now he's one mm. of the fashion elite. He, I could see him in a little tux. Okay, all right, fair enough. So Grealish, Grealish full star. Any actors? <laughs> <laughs> Nah. Okay. I mean, well, I think one Grealish could might say Grealish struggle. is a kind of actor. Oh, wow. I think Grealish yeah, might but... struggle. Um, I saw a clip of him the other day where he, he didn't he didn't know where Birmingham was on a map of the UK. So I think he might <laughs> no, he might struggle. A lot of travels involved when you're Bond. Um, <laughs> he didn't know Birmingham, isn't he? He didn't. He didn't just know. He didn't just not know where Birmingham was. He didn't fundamentally understand the question that was being asked. Yeah. Of him, and he said, which was... he said, "Is that England?" <laughs> Afterwards. <laughs> And they're like, just, See, just go away, Jack. He's from Birmingham, right? Yeah. Wow. Have you seen that clip? It's <laughs> no, like, um, yeah. it's in yeah. the England, it's in the England camp, and um, Henderson and a couple of others, I think, like Ward Prowse, are playing a game where they have to try and like put a pin in where their teammates are from in the UK, just like as close and as they, they can. From. And then they call Jack over, and they're like, "Oh, Jack, we're, we're doing you. Like, you, you do it. You put where you, where you're from. I said here. Where are you actually from?" And he was like, "What?" They're like, "Where are you from?" Like, put on the map. <laughs> And he was like, is that England? He just had no idea like, <laughs> that it was even the UK. <laughs> well, I'll be honest. Uh, this has really Very ruined funny. the um, suspense for, uh, <laughs> for the next one, I think. Uh, yes, the next James Bond should be Steve Grizovich. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you why. And I, I actually, and in fairness, ever since um, Ken Zong's uh, Ooh, Ah, Steve Grizovich, he has been in my mind a lot. I've been thinking about, about him a lot. And it turns out he may, or may not, already be pretty experienced as a spy. What? That's the, that is the response I hoped for. Uh, you haven't got some another six-minute Jack Greer stories to tell of you, James? I've got plenty. How dare you? I'm anyway. a Grealish fan. Let me just make that clear. I like, I like the lad. I like him. Okay. Okay, all right. We'll get we'll, 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 Greenish. You can have five minutes on Jack Greenish at the end, James. Eight. I have neither <laughs> no opinions or I have no opinions on Jack Greenish. Just okay. so you know, let's James. do it quickly. James Tash. I'm, I'm James. Sorry, sartorially, I like him. sartorially, yes. Geographically, no. Interesting. That's that is. I think that's a pretty common consensus. Uh, anyway, who <laughs> are Steve Grizovich retired in 2000, aged 42. He was a classic. I mean, you remember Steve Grizovich? He was a classic kind of grizzled old school goalkeeper, very tall. Grizzled is the word to describe him. I think he was a grizzled. Oh, Grizzovich, yeah. Oh, Grizzled. That's, that's yeah. true. Oh, Grizzledvich. Yeah. Um, he then began working behind the scenes at Coventry, kind of disappearing largely from the public. I don't know why I say he's disappearing from the public eye, as though he was like at film premieres all the time and stuff. <laughs> in OK Magazine every week, Steve Grizzle. Um, anyway, then three years later, in 2003, a petition suddenly appears online demanding the release of Steve Grizzovich by the Kazakhstani government. <laughs> <laughs> out of nowhere it gets a lot of um traction online um and it read it read here is our petition to tony blair and the kazakhstani government demanding the release of footballing legend steve agrizovich and protesting his innocence begat and it was called the free steve agrizovich appeal um <laughs> what? so no one really again you know this is the time before everyone was uh, going on instagram and showing all the like behind the scenes stuff or you know agrizovich probably didn't have twitter at the time because it didn't exist According to the petition, Steve was trying to travel the world on public transport for a charity called Over the Bar and had accidentally trespassed onto private military property, prompting his arrest under the suspicion of being a foreign spy. Ooh. So there we go. Wait, in, in Britain? No, no, in Kazakhstan. In Kazakhstan. In Kazakhstan. He was traveling right, okay. the world um, doing this, uh, for this for this charity on public transport is what, is, is what this petition says. And everyone's like, oh, wow. Okay, I haven't thought about him in a while. That must be what's happening. Uh, over 250 Sky Blue fans pledged their support. Uh, they wrote messages like, Please free Steve, he's a bent-nosed hero to millions. <laughs> and uh, I don't know, I didn't take it very seriously. Maybe, maybe they were more in on this. Thought. And then others were like, Lock him up for life. I've forever been in the shadows of the big ugly bastard. I'm his brother. <laughs> oh or something God. like that. Said, said someone claiming to be his brother anyway. Um, and people were very concerned. Other, other people were. But people didn't know whether they'd see Steve again, I guess, until... The Coventry Evening Telegraph investigated the issue, uh, and they eventually found him uh, on the Coventry training ground. <laughs> so, <laughs> as Steve Grizovich said, uh, this is a complete hoax, he told the Coventry Evening Telegraph. 
I'm told that only 57 people signed the petition. I was read, I read 250, but anyway. I was told that only 57 people signed the petition to get me back, so I don't think that would carry much weight with Tony Blair. But seriously, it is a complete hoax, and I haven't a clue where it has come from, which is a very Frank Lampard thing to say. It's a very, yeah, but, 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 but seriously, seriously yeah. uh, I was arrested by the Kazakhstani guy. <laughs> uh, he says, I haven't made any trips to Kazakhstan of late, nor am I planning to. I can only assume that with the well-documented breakthroughs in science of late, I've obviously been cloned, which is a bizarre way to <laughs> end the story. <laughs> but that's that is what he said bizarre end um if, if you didn't you'd know if you'd been cloned let's be honest steve true yeah that's true i think i think yeah i don't think joy i mean i'm just i'm just saying steve the joke doesn't work no yeah, um, that'd be, no, yeah. but 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 you know people thought i guess if the internet tells you in 2003 i mean the hoaxes have always existed and stuff but i guess the second you see that steve agrizovich is being held captive in kazakhstan i'll believe that and i guess a lot of people did um, but also, I would be upset that only tw- two hundred fifty people cared. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I agree. So apparently he isn't. But anyway, he's apparently not a spy. However, as we all know, oh. that's exactly what a spy would say. That's exactly yeah. if Steve Grizovich was a spy, he wouldn't go around saying, "Yeah, that's exactly where I've been." Who knows? Maybe the British government mm. swapped him with someone Kazakhstan wanted. If I <laughs> and pushed him back, like I don't know. That's, that's what. That's what they ex- classic client. Exactly. Exactly, James. Maybe the um, the Kazakhstani government wanted. Uh, Delhi Adabola, he's the only player I can think of. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're, just, they're just swapping Coventry players. Him. Yeah, we, we really want Adabola. Oh, give you give you Steve Ogrezovich, or we'll get give you Steve Frog, uh, Froggett instead. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, I I still have nightmares of the time that I called Steve Steve Ogrezovich, Steve Orgasmovich on this show. <laughs> really? <laughs> you remember that? I don't remember that at all. You do. Remember? I was like, you know, Steve Orgasmovich. <laughs> oh my god, why am I bringing up again? <laughs> <laughs> and then James was like, Someone, Oh, Gasmovich! Oh, Gasmovich! Someone had a good night time with uh, Emily and Penza. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, but anyway, that's it. All I'm saying is don't be surprised if the next Bond film is set in Coventry. I also wrote down, Ooh, ah, Steve Grisovich, Ooh, ah, a prisoner of war. Nice. So there we go. There we go. Is that it? would be a fun thing to chant at him in the yeah, street. Wouldn't it? Would he would be fun. so baffled on so many levels. <laughs> yeah. Well, basically, this guy called Ken Zong. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. And of course, you're that. You're that petition, Steve. Yeah, yeah. Please leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for your stories today. Some crackers again. That was really, really, really good fun. Uh, however, sadly, one has to win. Well, I guess it's a good thing that one has to win, but sadly, you know, three of us have to be losers. Maybe that's the sad thing. Um, <laughs> well, one of us gets to be the king, and the other one has to eat James's. Uh, James's the other three James's have to eat James's foot gum. James's foot gum. gum. Foot James's gum. Yeah. Foot gum. Uh, it's time to crown this week's king story person, winner of hearts and minds. So let's go around the group again in order, and please say who you think should be crowned story time champion. Mr. Foot Gum himself, James Baljan, who is your champion this week? Let's just recap the stories. So there was yeah, uh, Albanian. Oh, you can do it. You can do it. You're no, the, no, no, please. No, no, you, you can. Take my job. I don't care. I'll try and remember. <laughs> oh, um, God. Albanian team. Fine, you get to be the uh, match hunter. I don't care. Stealing watches. <laughs> Jax was the first match fixing, and yours was a spy. Hmm. And yours was um, was uh, Paul Stark accusing Hamilton Panzer of having a boner. <laughs> <laughs> I can't vote for my own, though, unfortunately. <laughs> okay. Penza Boner, Albanians nicking. God, that sounds like some Daily Mail headline. Um, <laughs> it, sounds like a, it sounds like a Channel 5 uh, schedule. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, uh, the foot, Britain's match first match fixing. 1915. Yeah. Or Steve Grisovich undercover. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> Which one are you going for? I'm going for uh, Albanians nicking stuff. That was. That's the, one. That's the one. Just that just suits your prerogative against Albania. <laughs> <That's, that's laughs> I like um, it. That was okay, funny. so one point. Tash inches closer to being King Story person winner of Hearts yes. and Minds. Um, Tash, who's your vote going to? Um, I'm gonna vote for Jax because I actually learned something there. There we go. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. This is the Education. first time anyone's voted for me on this. I yeah. know. I know. Thank and you. I just wanted to see your little face looking so happy. I still, I still, <laughs> have, I still haven't had a vote, by the way. But um, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to be tasting the gum tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm tasting that gum. <laughs> I still think I'm going to be tasting the gum, i got to tell you. Um, uh, Jack, who is your King uh, Story person winner of Hearts and Minds? 
yeah. I liked, look, let's be honest. Okay, we'll go, we'll go through them. Uh, Starrick's very, very good. I like that one a lot. Mm. I will say there was a legitimately a good chance we were going to do Luggy as a book and that this would have come up. Yes. Yeah, and you've ruined it. Uh, and therefore... <laughs> now we can't do the um, Paul Starrick trilogy. Yep. I didn't oh, realize it God. came from a book. So It might not be it, in the I book. Mean, it might not be in the book. It probably it, is. It, it almost certainly is. James. It depends when it's written, I guess. It depends when Luggy was written. Depends if it's no, like no, a parental he, guide. I think that's, from from I think that's oh, where it came from. I think that's why it is. Emil and Penta sued him. I should really understand how books work. You've read enough of them, mate. Yeah, I should Um and I did like Steve Grizovich, uh, but I think it probably has to be uh, Albanian's Nicken. Albanian's Nicken. Yeah, well, let's give it a better name. Um, yeah, Jiggly Man. Uh, jig- <laughs> Jiggly Man. Jiggly Man uh, punishes <laughs> the Albanians. <laughs> like, Hello, uh, I'm Tash Frisco. And this is Jiggly Man punishes the Albanians. <laughs> Yeah, wow. uh, no, it was it was a really good story, and it had and actually it happened thirty two years ago to, to this day, so it's yeah. hard to hard to disagree with that kind of time. That, and it, it was it's just a very well told story. Sure, sure, sure. Okay, cool, very good. Um, I like Steve as well. Okay, all right. Now you don't have to make me feel better. <laughs> Heartbroken. Put a lot of effort to that. Um, uh, and uh, my winner, I guess I've got the deciding vote here. Uh, it doesn't matter really what I say. Because I'm going to go for something that doesn't really affect the final score. I'm going to go for James just because I love um, Emil and Penza. And I'm biased towards that. I love any mention of Emil and Penza. I love Paul Sturrock. And I love erections. It takes all the bottoms to me. There are three things we know about James Buck. Yeah. He loves Emil and Penza. He loves Paul Sturrock. And he loves erections. And milk. So that story. <laughs> Milfs as well. Yeah, and he loves Mills. And Mills. Mills. Four things. Four things I love. And talking in a children's place. Voice. But uh, James uh, gets my vote. So that means all bow down before Natasha Frisco, uh, King story yes. person, winner of hearts and minds, King being Woo! used in a gender neutral way. Yes. <laughs> gender neutral King. Gender, gender yeah! neutral King. king. Very <laughs> impressive. Well done, Tash. Great. For someone who is um, ill, hungover, and tired, you did very well. So uh, I think. Thank you very much. <laughs> thank you very much. And uh, I guess I'm um, I'm foot gun boy. <laughs> we're, 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 we're all foot gun boy. Isn't everyone yeah. else foot gun boy? No, I, 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 I specifically, I, I lost the worst. <laughs> I lost the worst. Uh, <laughs> I do. Thanks I, a lot, so Steve. I, I do feel, I do feel bad because I think on any other day you'd have won it. Yeah. For me. It was a well, good one. Yeah. What about the other two? Story. What about the other two? Yeah. Who could have voted? Oh, yeah, well, yeah. yeah. No, I blew it. I blew it. <laughs> no. it was, I actually think Jack Grealish stole your thunder. As always. That guy's always stealing my thunder. <laughs> anyway, I'm too depressed to do the ending. Someone else do it. <laughs> um, congratulations, Tash. That's very good. ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. <laughs> <laughs> it's me, the sexy James Bug. <laughs> <laughs> Very accurate. <laughs> um, uh, oh, Tash, I forgot. We've got another theme. Tash, I've got to play the crowning music as we give you your crown. So here we go. Is it go. the 53rd episode again? <laughs> <laughs> How's it feel, Tash? How's that, how's that crown feel? Heavy as the head that weighs the crown, but mm. it feels pretty good. There we go. Mm. There we go. There we go. See, Stormzy, I'm stop gonna complaining. Start researching, <laughs> I'm going to start researching for part three today. Wow. I'm oh, going to yeah. keep this crown. Oh, that's fighting talk. I like that. James, that's what you should have done. You should have researched. <laughs> yeah, instead of, yeah, instead of focusing on your foot. <laughs> yes, my gum. <laughs> now I'm getting that gun. Um, <laughs> if you have a story for us or why you like to tell the story time group, please do get in touch with us on Twitter at Football Book Club, Instagram at Football Book Club, or if you remember the Football Book Club club, message us on there. If you and some people did message us some great stories, um, I'll read them out next time. I'll read them out next time we do this. Uh, if you actually know, I'll tell you what I read them on. I'm going to read them on the Football Book Club club, our Patreon. Make sure you sign up for it at www.patreon.com forward slash Football Book Club. It's a place where we try out ideas like this initially, and we have a new episode every week on there. And you get your own uh, book, book, bookmark, which you know. And when they run out, you can have footgum to stick <laughs> yes, it Actually, I think we would make quite a bit on a certain website if um, we yeah. had your dodgy. Yeah. You chewed a bit of gum, stuck it on your foot for a bit. I think 
I'll be honest. I think while, we're while doing ASMR, 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 I, won't like, ASMR, I, yeah, I think we'll get more money if Tash does it. I'll be honest. I, don't, <laughs> I, I think we've already got a bit more. Of that. I am not above that. No, fair enough. I am not above that. <laughs> if you join the Cook Club Club <laughs> today, requests, we, any requests, we will give I, you Tash's foot gum. We will do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just sign up for God's sake. <laughs> This show has changed, doesn't it? I remember when James first said to me, do you want to do a Football Book Club podcast? Well, yeah, that'd be fun. That definitely won't end with one, of my friends, with one of my friends saying, do you want to suck some chewing gum off my foot? <laughs> We're de- desperate times. Desperate times. We're not as big as quickly Kevin yet. Anyway, that's, yeah. what, that's what Josh Riddickham does. It's true. Well, in Taskmaster, you're right, actually. That's pretty close oh, to the stuff he does. Enough about Taskmaster. Save for your other podcast, Jack. We know you. <laughs> but Taskmaster this, Taskmaster that. Taskmaster people's podcast. Listen, <laughs> listen. Listen every week. Yeah, you can listen. You can listen. Fair enough. You can say that. Anyway, that is all for Football Book Club Storytime. We'll be back with autobiographies next time, though. We're back on the autobiographies next time. Yeah. And actually, next time. Oh, Jack, you were going to say something. I was going to have a little bombshell. I was going but... to say Sexy Daddy James is going home. Sexy Daddy James has got to go to bed. Sorry, children. <laughs> um, Jesus. Uh, I had, um, what was I going to say? That was it. Next time, our last episode of the series. The last oh. series. Darius Vassell. We have reached the end of, uh, we've reached the end of the road to the road to Persia. Wow. 20 episodes wow. later, wherever it is, and we're finally going to read Vassell's book, it's been around the country. James read it, I read it, Tash read it, Jack read it. That's all four of us. We've all read it. I think we've all read it. <laughs> Tash, you read it now? Nearly. Okay, okay. Well, three of us read it. Tash was, Tash was the last one to be sent it. We're all excited to talk about it. It's a cracking book, and we can't wait for you to hear the episode. But for now, say goodbye, Jack Bernhardt. <sighs> <laughs> say goodbye, Jack Bernhardt. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Tash Frisco. Goodbye, children. Good night. And goodbye, say goodbye, James Belgium, please. Goodbye, children, even the wooden ones. <laughs> Draw a bit of foot gum. Thanks for listening to Football Book Club. It featured James Bug, Jack Bernhardt, Natasha Frisco, and James Belgium. The show was created and produced by James Bug. The theme music heals behind the work of Silent Partner and is using a Creative Commons 4.0 basis. We'll be back in a fortnight. Until then, see ya. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.